This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? It's another crazy week. I start the same way every single time because things haven't changed that much. They keep getting crazier and we keep going, wow, that's shocking. But at least we giggle about it. <laughs> uh, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. No, our kids are not going to all gender friendly, all age friendly drag shows. They're not. <laughs> it's fine. No, we're not letting our kids lop off their genitals, you weirdos. <laughs> It's all good. Everything's fine. Just getting deeper in the liquor and then all your problems disappear, Annie M. <laughs> but all I know is that every time I go looking in the mirror, I can't stand the guy looking at me. It's bad down here, boss. It's bad. We're getting crazy. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> oh, man. That's for all the Ukrainians that I probably paid for to have this channel this week. I don't know. I've definitely given them a hundred bucks by now with my taxes. <laughs> oh, man. So Elon Musk is going hard on Twitter. Still, the FBI being shown to be more and more corrupt as time goes on. People aren't going to be able to ignore this for very long. The richest man in the world is talking about Carrie Lake won her lawsuit or she won her right to go to trial about the election in Arizona. And the Grand Tamale is all age drag shows. Are they appropriate? Are they not? What standards are held to? Let's talk about it. Ba -ba boo <laughs> First off, have you have you guys heard about the harm reduction methods that they're trying to do right now? There's all these posters and 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 billboards and things like that that they've purchased the state with taxpayer dollars that are basically incentivizing or not incentivizing but attempting to not shame, you know, uh legitimate drug use. Like I mean like meth and heroin. Like they're like, "Hey, 
It's not bad that you do drugs. It's bad that you do drugs by yourself and in doses that aren't safe. And it's like, what the f- Do y'all remember what they did to us when we were in school with the nicotine campaigns? Bro, it was like every other fourth commercial on Nickelodeon was the commercial about like, what do you think? I'm crazy to smoke. Only losers smoke. Only losers smoke, you dumb little bitch. What's that? You're in third grade. You look like you might try tobacco sometime. Dig. Dig tobaccos, your neighbor's fucking cousin. You know, it was like, it was like, what the hell? You know, that's what it was like. And then now, you know, they're basically saying, do whatever the hell you want. By the way, we'll give you the ability to do it. Let me show you this. I'm going to go right in here in the San Francisco harm reduction site, and I'm going to see what kind of um, paraphernalia they're giving out today. They gave me a whole box of syringes. This is a whole box of syringes. Those are a whole box of syringes. I mean, literally for free. You can't even get a plastic straw in San Francisco, let alone they're just giving away as many needles as you want. I have um, Narcans. I have these sanitary cookers. I have tie-offs to tie off your arm. I came out with saline water, clean saline packages to cook the dope with. These are to hold, these little tie-offs are to hold to hold these like this. You twist it around there so you don't burn your hand while you're cooking the dope. Anybody can just come into this place and, and grab these bags full of equipment. For free. And uh, little cotton swabs to, to suck the dope up through. I asked them what this was for. This is a new one that they're giving out, these chopsticks, and they said it was a, a pusher for a glass pipe so you could push your crack inside the pipe more. Brillo pad to filter the crack in the pipe. Then they give you these straws, right? And these mouthpieces for the meth pipe. The most alarming thing was I asked where I could go to get some help to get clean. What program can I get into right now to get clean and off the streets? And they had no idea. I think that says it all, man. If you're wondering the state of the government, you've got, like he just said a second ago, you are not allowed to get a plastic straw there, but they will hand you vials to inject literal heroin into your veins. And they'll even get, like, it's, man, talk about fluffing the cushions in your casket, man. You know, like, it, that's what these people are doing, man. And there's just more and more of this that's like long term crazy crazy uh detriment to a person like including a lot of these uh transitions uh that, that kids have you know where they're not able to procreate anymore now you can say or or not say whether that might help them f- be fulfilled in their life as far as if they feel like a girl or feel like a boy but you can't say that to the degree that something affects their life that the ability to have kids or not doesn't also play a pretty major factor and they're just willy nilly going for it. And sometimes like I, I saw a war veteran talk about, he was, he was in counseling for one hour before they started putting him on hormones, one hour of talking about feeling like a different gender. And that was enough for them to go, okay, well, obviously, you know, we need to uh, go ahead and put you on, you know, hormones within an hour, dude. Could you imagine if somebody sat down with a, with a, with a five-year-old and at the end of a, of, of a, of an hour long conversation, you know, cause I've heard this happening too. I just named the war vet then because I knew, I knew his face from the last couple of weeks, but, uh, I I've read books, uh, when Harry met Sally actually, or when Harry became Sally, 
I got it right here. Check it out. When Harry Became Sally. This is a book about responding to the transgender moment. It's actually a really good book, everybody. If you're looking to get specific examples, specific examples, if you're looking to get specific examples of like how, how, what happens to people, they have so many examples in this books of personal testimonies of people that are like, look, they talked to me for one hour, two hours. And then I started taking hormone blockers and pills and uh, it's compromised the ability for me to procreate and stuff like that. And it's just, there's, there's not just one argument to this man. And these, you know, what's happened is just a crying shame. Uh, You know, when we were younger, they like shamed you to death for doing things wrong. And some culture shame is good. Like sometimes you want somebody to say, Hey, if you keep staying this fat Ross, you're going to die of a heart attack in your fifties. You know, like I was obviously way fatter before, but like, and that's a little bit of an over-exaggeration, but it's still like, I would rather somebody tell me that than say everything's, you know, don't worry. Everything's good. As long as you're happy, it'd be like, no, you know, what's not happy having 25% left of less of life to enjoy. And I feel like a lot of these government entities are pumping in information and giving people the ability to cushion the casket, just to put people in these things and help them die. And like we talked about last week with that Canadian, uh, with that Canadian thing that was going on where the Canadian government was saying that they wanted to offer suicide for people. And then they even did an ad for it. Look at this ad. Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days, I see bubbles. I see the ocean. I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. So yeah, so yeah, it's weird, man. So not only are they cushioning the casket, they're like, do you want us to shoot you or do you want to kill yourself? (laughs) I know, I know it's not funny, but like, what am I going to do? You know, not laugh about it. Like, this is weird, man. Like, you know, like like all these billionaires and these people that get together and they talk about there being too many of us, you know, It'd be one thing if I was like walking out of like a, you know, a gas station and I heard two homeless guys on the side of the corner being like, man, there's too many damn people on this street, man, you know, or whatever. And then like, yeah, there's too many people on the planet. You know, we, we are, we should, they, they got too many of, we need to get rid of some people. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be laughing and be like, yeah, but when billionaires who all hang out together and control like 30% of your food production and like large scale components of an entire society is under their control. I don't want to hear those guys, those guys talking about there's way too many of us. <laughs> that's, that's like, uh, you know, if I'm a chicken and you know, I hear humans talking and I'm just one of their chickens and they're like, I'm getting hungry. You know, that's, that's how that sounds to me, you know, like, because it's not like, I mean, I don't know, maybe they are expecting their kids to be the ones who are allowed to enjoy only or something, but like these people are unelected. The majority of these people that are in these positions, uh, these these philanthropy positions that turn into government three-letter agencies like the EPA and the FDA or whatever that end up rubber stamping what the lobbyists want or however that whole situation works, 
I don't know if I use rubber stamping in the right way. Shut up if I don't, but I think I'm using it wrong. But what I really mean is just like saying yes, being a yes man to any anything that uh, anything that the overlords want. You know, that's what these I think that's what these FDA and EPA positions basically are. And the overlords in the FDA's case, I think it's 75 to 85 percent, something like that, of F, of the FDA's entire funding comes from the drug companies. So what do you want to do with that? I don't know if you're going to trust them to be completely, you know, unbiased. Anyway, uh, the fact that they're just handy. I remember a while ago they were talking about the Biden administration is not just handing out crack needles. Remember, that was like a whole thing. Well, this is just as bad that giving. I mean, it's it, it, it literally is what we're talking about. They were doing that. So in my opinion, YouTube, in my opinion, that is just my opinion. It wasn't the Biden administration. It was just all the people that are in cooperation with the Biden administration that probably share similar views to the Biden administration and want to do stuff called harm reduction. Let's see. Let's see if I can find that in New York. Don't be ashamed you are using. Be empowered that you are using safely. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my gosh. Prevent overdose. Avoid using alone and take turns. Oh my God. Start with small dose and go slowly have, I mean, yeah, this stuff is definitely like better advice than like go rip one junior. But like at the same time, like it's almost like there's no fear at all surrounding, uh, the use of it. Like it's completely normalized, man. Like what culture do you know that absolutely thrives that helps people get high? mostly homeless people, you know, like that's not what they should probably be, probably be doing. Common sense would tell you if somebody is so mentally compromised that they're in a state of homelessness, they're either really down on their luck. Number one, in which case drugs are a bad idea because they need to have as much focus as they can to get out of that crappy situation. If they're uh, mentally ill, drugs are the last thing that they need because what? <laughs> You don't want to add fuel to that fire, right? That's like a tornado, a fire tornado, or a shark tornado. You got somebody who's mentally ill and they smoke crack. You know, that's just like asking for an explosion to happen somewhere, you know? So that's not a good reason to, you know, like, and if you have no money, the last thing that you need is a drug addiction. If it's because of money and, you know, or whatever, like, <laughs> like you're going to use all your money on some bullshit. So like, the, the, no matter how you want to spin it, like, Doing drugs, by and large, uh, if they're really heavy drugs, I'm okay with marijuana and alcohol and stuff like that if you're not. I mean, I'm not actually okay if you're an alcoholic daily. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, the these are heroin and meth that we're talking about. This isn't, like, the same thing as, you know, somebody wanted to smoke a joint, you know? So, it's... These people are crippled in the streets and the tax dollars are just funding it to occur. I don't, I really don't understand the harm reduction to like, I don't even know if I would trust the math that they based it on, you know, because like, I like the way that they counted freaking COVID deaths, you know, um, dude, like, I don't know if you guys know this, but the way they kind of COVID death is you could die from a, a, something from completely a, a different cause and happen to have COVID and it will be counted as a COVID death. I'm quoting from, uh, a doctor in Illinois that explained what qualifies as a COVID death. 
So this is Dr. Uh, well, you'll see Dr. Ngozi Iziki. Check this out. Of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, it technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, it's, that's actually super helpful. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Uh, I just lost all confidence in everything you guys said for the whole time. <laughs> like, uh, like it's, ah, that was easy. Thanks for clearing that one up for me. Um, so don't trust anything you guys say as far as your numbers are concerned. Got it. You know, uh, and so if anybody wants to look that up, I don't know if you'd ever seen that before, Mike. That's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty straightforward way to say that these numbers are highly inflated. To some degree, you know, and this is all my opinion. Okay. So you might have to edit some of this, you know, out, you know, to make it less, uh, whatever, but either way, I mean, you know, I just can't trust these people's numbers on anything. And you can't tell me that you're trying to help people, you know, especially not when you've got all of this stuff about Twitter coming out and about Elon basically exposing the fact that Twitter was working alongside of, uh, you know, the, well, so let me say it this way. The most neutral way I can say it is that the Republicans and the Democrats on both sides were capable of emailing friends or acquaintances at Twitter and asking them to do things. It just only happened 99% of the time with Democrats uh, because all of the leanings politically of the Twitter uh, employees, which is 97%, I believe, 97 or 99% uh, is how much of the donations from Twitter employees went to Democrats. It was 97 or 99%. I can't remember which one. Uh, so there was one to like, there was like 900 and something dollars. I thought, I think I could be flaky on this part, but it was like $950 or something to a Republican, but the rest of it all went to only Democrats. So yeah, you could say that they're an unbiased source if you're stupid, you know, like if you don't think that like that matters. And so anyway, what, what we're seeing is, is that the FBI was working alongside them and paying them. They got paid. Twitter got paid by the FBI, which means by you 3.5, close to 3.5, 3.4 or something close to $3.5 million of your taxpayer dollars. I hate when I find out that my taxes went to some bullshit and I find it out like every eight seconds. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like when I learned that they were funding $10 million of Pakistan gender studies, you know, when you find out they're testing how many, you know, I think it was, I think they literally did a study of how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie pop or something like that. <laughs> like, I think they actually funded that study and it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars or something. Um, you know, when you're funding certain things, it's just, I have to look at, I mean, look, look, this bill, they just passes $1.7 trillion or something like that. And it's got another $45 billion going to Ukraine for what can anybody explain to us where the money's gone so far? And if 
you can't. I don't understand. Look, everybody was so happy that we got out of Afghanistan and we didn't have, uh, you know, an over exerted group of military men over there anymore. We left $80 billion and it was the shame of Biden because we left close to $80 billion ish of equipment and stuff over in Afghanistan for the Taliban to take over. You know, that's the situation there. We left that and everybody was like, oh my gosh, you just handed them the keys to a war Ferrari type of thing. And they were like, well, yeah, we did, but at least we brought our troops home. And then Biden sends another $100 billion of military equipment to the Ukraine. And we find out that we don't know where like 70% of it is going of the, of the equipment, apparently. At least that's what CBS said or ABC, one of them, some, some station said that. And then they took down the story the next day. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I look at, I look at all these things and I just get worn out. I get worn out of with it, but not so worn out that I lose my spirit because at the end of the day, a lot of this stupidity and the stuff that's going on can't stand in the face of like just regular life. Meaning like if, if, if seven people were in a random store with you, and it got locked down like, oh, no, you guys have to stay in the store for like a week. Right. And all of them were hard liberals. By the end of a week, none of them would be hard liberals because regular life dictates against liberal. The, excuse me, not liberal leftists. If, the, if there was leftists, only like one of them would remain. And that was a person who was emotionally damaged in his life. And so he thinks that communism's the way to like get back at his dad or something. I don't know. But what I really mean is. If you just have a week with them, the the leftist ideas and hatred and vitriol towards like regular, you know, Americans and white people and stuff like that, all of it goes away if it's not being perpetuated by the media and 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 antagonized in order for it to exist. Basically, it's not easy to have that exist um, because there's just too much. There's too much. Uh, it, it costs too much to dislike people. If you're just left alone, if there was an EMP and everybody's electronics went out and you just had to go talk to your neighbors again for like a week, everybody's hostile tensions would drop by like 60 to 70%, maybe more for some people, definitely more. Cause some people are so over infatuated with politics that that's like their identity. The, the, the hardcore leftist ideas that we are being subjected to as the norm don't last in a civilization. Um, if you just be normal, normalcy takes them out because they'll be like, oh, I'm too exhausted to give a shit if I have a plastic or a paper straw, which one's cheaper to make? Like if you remove comfort, they go back to doing normal shit, which I think is how they've come to be is that the West is so comfortable that you can exist without having to have calluses. And without having to have done much and people will still give you a microphone. And if you have millions of dollars behind you, people will pump up what you have to say. And you just have to say what the people who gave you the millions of dollars to put behind you want you to say, which is basically what happens. You know, uh, it's a shame, but I want you guys to see kind of where society is going next, which is we're losing uh, quite a bit here. Um, but I want you guys to see this real quick before we go too much further. Uh, let me share this tab. Hey guys, new news item. I want to report on it. Uh, new article from the New York Post. Dozens of former FBI employees uh, have been found working at, at or worked at Twitter. A uh, new bombshell report from the New York Post um, revealed Twitter's ranks were riddled with government agents. 
Uh, while Jim Baker and Yoel Roth have gotten a lot of the attention, uh, it seems there were dozens of other people who were involved. Um, a couple of names. Matt Williams started in June of 2020 at Twitter as the senior director of Product Trust. His previous role included 15 years in the intelligence division at the FBI. Uh, Kevin Michelina worked at the FBI doing intelligence analysis for over 12 years before joining Twitter as their senior corporate analyst, uh, security analyst, I'm sorry. Michael Bertrand is a 23-year veteran of the FBI. His resume spans counterterrorism internal investigations as well as being a uh, chief of staff to a lot of the top brass at the FBI. Uh, Karen Walsh also worked at the FBI for 20-some years before she went to Twitter in March of 2020. So, folks, there are lots of these folks. Who knows how many more there are? Who knows how many are still there? Uh, a lot of people are reporting still uh, difficulty with Twitter. A lot of people are still banned. Well, you can tell, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, that that was just one guy reading it. Um, but I think it just goes to show you these, I mean, the. Well, I don't know what else you call it. it and, and Elon Musk, as I played that video the other week, is certainly calling it election interference, you know. And it's not that his it's it's not like his opinion isn't valuable. You know what I mean? Uh nobody saw him as a right wing figure at all. Uh, you know, nobody saw him as a conservative at all. And now I'm watching all of these people just turn on him as they did Kanye, as they did everybody else. Now, Kanye said some weird crap recently, but before he said the weird crap, uh, you know, to hate him was stupid. It didn't make sense to to think that he was, you know, crazy. Um, but he shot that one in the head, dude. <laughs> he, that guy's got no chance now as far as being relevant because he just said really dumb stuff. I mean, unless it was a, not really him and it was just somebody in a mask. Anyway, well, so the further that we get on these things, you know, I was thinking about this the other day and I was explaining it to a friend of mine who uh, on Instagram, actually, he was, I just had a live on Instagram the other day and it was basically saying like, look, I don't know if you believe in good and evil. Um, and I don't know if you want to believe in God or not. If you're a conservative and you don't, or not conservative, but if you're a person who believes in actual liberty and wants liberal ideas, because you think that provide that provides the best way to have the least amount of human suffering because you think human choice is important and you like the bill of rights or the constitution, whatever, right? You like those things. So good. Well, then if you are paying attention to the world, everybody that's in control, everybody that is at a position of power, uh, in the high up echelons of any like niche or category of business, generally speaking, they all have a very similar religion. It's one of two religions. It's either, um, you know, the one that you're not allowed to mention, or it's this weird, uh, uh, satanic Luciferian type thing. And, uh, and it's riddled connected to like Freemasonry and stuff. So anyway, there's, there's that. And then there's the other one. And so they all, everybody that's, uh, that's in that one, has very specific views. Why do you think Little Nas X turns, tur- you know, get, goes and gets all the followers, gets them all, and then after he gets all these followers, they, they parade him around to all the schools. I want to take my horse down the old down road or whatever, right? He gets all these followers, thousands and thousands of millions and millions of kids, and then three months later, he's gay, 
doing a strip dance on Satan's lap in hell. <laughs> so I'm not saying, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that that just came out of thin air. Maybe Lil Nas X wanted to be super duper, like off the wall, crazy and try that out. Right. Um, but that's interesting because Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly both recently are all about drinking each other's blood and doing weird rituals and things like that. That's weird. How, how that, how's that happening? And then you've got all of these other celebrities that have come out basically and said that like, you know, they uh, support the same thing. And, I don't know how many more examples. I mean, Cardi B, Lil Nicky, you name it. All these people have uh, been on the records talking about, you know, having to sell their soul in order to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Uh, so, you know, I'm not making this stuff up, you know. Um, there you go. Like, everybody that's in power and that's, and that's, that's way up is believing in the dark side. Whether you want to believe if the force is real or not, everybody that acquired their positions of power did so by doing weird stuff behind closed doors. Look up spirit cooking if you don't believe me. Look up that and then you'll come back here and go, wow. All right. Ross was right. All the politicians, all the big players, you know, anyway, they do weird stuff. So if you don't believe in the good side yet or you don't know what you're fighting for or what you should be caring about, there's a good place to start. And uh, because if you don't realize that this is spiritual and this is basically, um, at least there's a component of it that is, right? Um, I just want, I want to show you guys something real quick, okay? Maybe maybe you don't believe it's spiritual yet. Um, let's play this next clip here. I want you guys to see where we're at as a society. Can I ask you a question? Do you find this to be age appropriate for your children? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little more... I'm not as conservative, but I mean, really, it's not any different than, I mean, Disney and Disney, they, they have similar things. Like, it's really not that far from it. I had sex with my father's boss oh. in my father's office. Very. Honestly, like, I'm body positive. Do you find this to be age appropriate for children? Do I find this to be yeah. age appropriate? Yeah. For my child, yeah. Hello, are you reaching for my titties? Are you hungry? Do you mind me asking how old she is? She's 12. 12. Uh-huh. She's, she knows about sex and, I mean, she doesn't see sex. Yeah, well, I mean, she kind of sees simulated sex in the show. She goes to school, she sees simulated sex all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's exposing sex to them too young. Honestly, because there's, there's like, this is a little bit more forward, but there's, there's innuendo and all that kind of stuff in Disney. I mean, Shrek, I mean, I'm talking about, are you compensating for something? There's a lot of things that they don't necessarily get. I mean, I mean it is sexualized, but like, I, it's, it's, it is what it is. I just think it's the stigma around it that's, you know, which they don't care. I've raised them not to care. The stigma around what? Around, um, you know, different sexualities. You know, it's just, that's not any different than, you know, straight people. So you don't worry that this is like ruining her innocence or anything? No. She needs to know what's appropriate and know when to 
say no consent and what's appropriate and what's not and how will she know that if she doesn't see it in a safe way so this show will show her what's appropriate and what's not you think no not this show but we will teach her over time Man, that's heavy, dude. That's heavy to watch. I mean, what the heck? What the heck parent says this is totally fine? It's basically a strip club. That was a strip club. You took kids to a strip club. I don't know. Like, if you don't think that that's spiritually bad, if you believe in even spiritual stuff, fine. Do you think that's morally going to degrade the children at a faster pace than it should, than if they were just studying puppies and flowers? If the answer is no, then you're probably somebody who thinks everything everything's relative. Well, like sex is actually just a construct as well. Okay, you could say that. Do you know the the brain damage that happens, the neurological, psychological disorders that happen when children are exposed to sexual behavior? At, at an early age, there's actual, there's actual, uh, issues that happen in the brain because their brain like, isn't ready to like learn that type of stuff. That's why they say it like takes your innocence. It's because there's a component where it switches over in your mind and you just, you're different after, I mean, hell, anybody you ask before they knew about sex and after they knew about sex or sexual stuff, it's a different time in your life mentally, you know? And, uh, and I just, you know, like we talked about earlier, they are, they're, padding the cushions and the coffins in so many different ways to what a healthy society should be. They're just taking our entire culture and just padding the padding the cushions with it. I'm not saying that if you're an American and you want to go do free sexual things with consenting adults, oh, that's fine. Go go do you. I'm not saying you shouldn't do what you want to do as an American. Now, as a believer in somebody that cares about morality and like the decline of a civilization, I would say you should be way more careful of that and choose your sexual partners very wisely. In my opinion, after a severe commitment, hopefully marriage has been made. Uh, so that way everybody has the least amount of damage that's done to them. But like relationships are going down the in this country. And a lot of it, a lot of the reasons that relationships are so bad and that men don't want to be with women and women don't want to be with men anymore is because we have been sold a bill of goods by, um, are cultural overlords that basically determine what we're supposed to think and then pay celebrities to make us think those things. Uh, which is why every time that something happens, all of your favorite celebrities sound off on some political social justice, shit, you know, but none of them said a word about Balenciaga because they were told not to say a word about Balenciaga, which is obviously a way worse, like, you know, like they want to talk about how bad it is for like straws to go into the ocean. You know, we just dropped like 45 billion masks or something. I don't know what the number was. Whatever it was, it was crazy. I just read it is now in the ocean way more than like, like as many as people or something I read. It was like, holy crap. You know, so uh, they, they wanted to freak out about that. They haven't said a word about the straws. And then when Balenciaga is actually messing with kids, you know, and putting them in, 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 you know, to the point where Balenciaga deletes their own Twitter and basically uh, apologizes large scale for what they did. So it was obviously an infraction. Even they admitted it. So, uh, you know, they do something like that. And then, uh, the, the celebrities don't even mention it. It's pretty bonkers. But before we go, I want to show you guys this last clip, uh, of here, uh, out here, because I don't know that Trump's going to actually make it into office, but if he does make it into office, 
Um, some of the stuff that he said the other day was pretty good and I wanted you guys to hear it. I didn't like the fact that he just started selling NFTs, but it was chess, not checkers from what I understand, uh, because there was some cap for what the IRS can look at something, something, something. I don't know. It was cool though. And we'll see, like, uh, we'll see what happens in the long run about that. Uh, but let me show you guys this last clip of Trump's big speech that he did. That was really great. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple, just like dominoes, one by one, they'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis- or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship, directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are. Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters, and we have to do this right now, to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as president, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk, revising Section 230, to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. 
Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called myths and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a digital bill of rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America. Oh, I mean, if there's something you're looking for, that's a good paragraph to hear. I know it was long, but that's what you want to hear, man. If all that stuff actually happened, that would be great. I just don't know that they're going to let him ever get back in again. And I don't know there's anything I can do about that besides tell more people to vote and tell more people to watch when they vote to make sure they can't cheat. Okay, everybody, that's another episode of the Ross DeBoss Show. It was good you hanging out with me for a little bit. Go to RossDeBoss.com. Check out my news site that's there. Go to Spreely.tv. If you want to get the app, go to Freedom Hub. Uh, go to your app store and type in Freedom Hub. Get the app downloaded. You can find my videos there. Uh, go check it out. I've switched over to Spreely Media now. 
Uh, they've really helped launch a lot of things for me. So I'm excited about what that's going to look like in the future and uh, excited to partner with these guys and can't wait to give you guys more. So God bless. Talk to you soon and keep watching Ross the Boss, baby. We'll keep you giggling.